You're listening to the Amplify podcast, where we discuss topics related to being a student at the University of Michigan. My name is Elias. And I'm June. And today's episode is about mental health, why it's important, and resources for support here at Michigan. Um, So this episode's topic, mental health, is near and dear to my heart personally. I've always been interested in mental health and psychology, and that's why I chose psychology as a major here at Michigan. We all have our own stories, and I think it can be hard for many of us to maintain stability when big changes happen, like moving to a new city, starting here at a new school, a pandemic, coming and taking over the world. Um, It can be really hard to to stay on top of it all and also be taking care of your your mentality. I know for me, when I was when I first moved here to Ann Arbor, I was super, super lonely. I felt super isolated. I didn't really have that much emotional support when I moved here. All of my friends and family lived in Grand Rapids, which is only two hours away. You know, I know people have moved from to Michigan from much farther away. And so I, I can't believe how much people must struggle considering how much I struggled even just being two hours away from home. I was calling my friends every night just to have people to talk to. I've always been very extroverted. And so being being in Ann Arbor and just not really having any outlets for emotional support and even just people to hang out with, you know, my my days were just go to go to school, go to work, and then come home and eat dinner alone and then hang out in my room alone and then call all my friends <laughs> to, to have people to talk to. Um, it was it was really hard for me, and there was many you know tearful conversations with friends, being like, "I don't like it here, I'm lonely." So so this is something that I've gone through, and that I've I know many of you are going through as well, or have gone through. And while I've struggled with my mental health at various points in my life, I also uh, really kind of pushed off the going to therapy and seeking help and was lucky enough to stumble across some resources here on campus um, that, we'll, that we'll talk about later on in this episode. Yeah, um, kind of like you, I um, have pushed off kind of like, you know, going to seek mental help, uh, mental health, like help, going to see a therapist, stuff like that. I still haven't yet, but I, I recently actually went and sat down with a friend of mine who'd been going to therapy for a while. Cause I'm like, hey, I think this is something that I wanna start doing. like what are kind of the ins and out? What can I expect? What should I like look for and stuff like that? I had a, had a pretty good conversation. She kind of walked me through kind of like um, how that world works. Cause it's so foreign to me. Cause I've never like allowed myself to kind of explore any of that. Um, and yeah, like you um, coming to Ann Arbor is a huge shift for me. Um, I was living like closer to where I came from, you know, cause I was, I, I lived in Canton for pretty much my entire life and my family was there and I moved down to Ann Arbor. So it's like about 30 minutes away, something like that. So it's not the craziest um, of transitions, but just kind of, um, it's just a different dynamic when you're living at home, you, you trans, right. you travel and transfer out to a, a large city, which I mean, Ann Arbor is large by at least like, Canton uh, standards. Canton standards. Exactly. It's <laughs> no Detroit or like Chicago, but like, um, it's just a different dynamic. Um, and um, 
getting used to those changes, kind of getting accustomed to that, which, which we talked a little bit about in our last episode, um, was a big, a big uh, jump for me. Um, kind of getting used to the different stressors and the different expectations that are put on you. Um, especially, I feel like for transfer students, you kind of jump into this thing and you don't really know kind of what to expect or what's expected right. of you. You think it's going to kind of be like, because all your reference that you have is from where you came from. So if you went to like a community college or something like that, you're like, well, I think it's going to be something like a community college because that's all you have to draw from. And you realize it's not, but you don't quite understand or you can't quite put your finger on why it's not. So it could be extremely stressful. Um, and that happened to coincide actually with um, the loss of a few people who were close to me um, that semester, that first semester that I came here. And so I kind of felt like, you know, you, you jump into something that's as rigorous as like Ann Arbor can be. And you, I feel like at least it's very easy to start running and pushing a lot of the things that you have to deal with, like off to the side. I think a lot of people are starting to realize that because of COVID, because now you're stuck at home and you kind of have nothing but like time with yourself and time with your thoughts. So a lot of that stuff starts to come out, which again, we talked about a little bit last, uh, last episode. Um, but yeah, I think for as bad as, as the pandemic has been, um, the one silver lining, I think, is that it's given a lot of people um, that time to kind of be a little bit more introspective, to kind of analyze their situation, analyze kind of their, um, how they're doing, really. And whether you decide to take the steps to improve upon that situation or not, of course, is up to you. But at least for me, I've realized that there's some places that I need to kind of like I guess work on myself for lack of a better term and kind of like focus in and like figure out why I'm doing this here at U of M figure out like kind of what the, what the goal is for, you know? Right. Um, So something you, you touched on a minute ago, I just want to hop back on like that, that idea of you. So you're coming from a community college and you come to U of M and you're not entirely sure what to expect. Um, at my community college, the largest class that I ever had was 25 people. Yeah, same. Um, and we didn't have discussion sections because my classes would often be two to three hours long and we would just discuss, you know, the group was small enough that yeah. we could just discuss right then and there. There was no need for a discussion section. Actually, when I came to Michigan, I thought, what even is a discussion section? What is the purpose of this? Why is it here? It's like a, it's like a, uh, an additional class, like yeah. almost, um, I really didn't understand it. And I'm, I'm used to it now, but that wasn't even something that happened at my community college. Yeah, and same that with became, me. yeah, that became, you know, an adjustment. And as well, uh, the first day of class uh, last fall, I walked into a room of 300 plus people yeah. It was, my, it was an intro to cognitive science class and my mouth, like my jaw literally dropped. I was like, <laughs> oh my God, how are there so many people in this room? Of course, this was pre-pandemic. Now we, mm-hmm. we don't have, you know, 300 people in a room. However, it, yeah, it was a big adjustment and a big adjustment for um, stress level, as you mm-hmm. said. And I think with that added stress, the isolation, and then when the pandemic hit, this this therapy that I had been pushing off and pushing off for really my whole adult life, mm-hmm. I finally was like, why why not go? Um, and 
part of part of what led me to that is that if you're a student here at Michigan, there are free counseling services. And if you're an employee here, there's free counseling services. Um, some of those are so there's CAPS, uh, the Counseling and Psychological Services. Many of you have probably heard of it, but uh, just to give you a little more of a lowdown, um, for one, it is free, 100% free. So if, uh, if one of the barriers you feel like you're facing is that you can't afford therapy, which I know was something I was always worried about in the past, um, this, this could be a good option for you, even just to get your foot in the door of going to therapy. You know, maybe you get a referral later on, maybe you go see, you know, a, a psychiatrist um, down the road, but even just being able to, to start going in that direction of seeking help, this is a good option. So it's called CAPS again, and there's counseling. You can go as an individual, you can go to couples therapy. Um, they can give you self-care tips. They have a lot of different pages on their website um, that talk about different needs for depression, anxiety. Um, they've even got a page now for the pandemic-related stress. So go to that website and check it out and see if you can get in. I know that there's, there's time slots available and different counselors. I know that there's a waiting list as well at times, depending on how many people are trying to use the services at once. Um, so so it's, it would be good to just look in and see what is available for you. Again, it's free. You can, um, yeah, you can access it. It's yours as a student. And I, I, I went into it over the summer and actually because I wasn't taking classes over the summer, I couldn't use CAPS. Um, so you have to be attending during the semester you're seeking their services. But because I work for Optimize and am considered an employee of the university, as many work study students are, um, I actually was able to use the faculty and staff counsel counseling and consultation office, um, which is the acronym is FASCO. So with FASCO, it's essentially like CAPS, but for employees of the university. So if you um, maybe do have a work for the university and do have to wait to get into to CAPS, you know, look into FASCO. Um, it, might, it might help to, uh, so that you don't have to wait as long. I was able to see somebody within a week when I signed up. So it was a, it was a really nice way for me. I don't know if you have used any of these services, Elias. Um, I tried reaching out to CAPS a little, little while ago. I think right now they're just a little bit busy just because I think a lot of people need their services. Oh yeah. Um, like, but even, even with that, like some of the stuff that they had where it was like a few weeks out, like as far as like availability, like just a few weeks out and some so like um i still heard like a lot of good a lot of good things about caps i just think by the time i i like um reached out to them it was a little bit in their busy schedule um one of the things that i've discovered after talking to some friends and they've used it and it's been uh very helpful is um psychology today you can um input your like where you live um what you need to go to counseling for. So like maybe you have anxiety problems, maybe you struggle with depression, maybe you've lost a loved one. Um, whatever the case is, there's different filters on it. So you can um, filter for whatever uh, you feel like you need. 
um, maybe you um, I don't know, are a person of color and you feel like you only the issues that you have are something that you feel like would be better um, addressed by someone who shares your background. Um, maybe you are, um, I don't know, a woman and you want to, uh, you want a counselor who's also a woman to help you out. Maybe you are right. um, transitioning or you've, you have transitioned and you want someone who has that same background. Whatever the case is, you can filter from their backgrounds um, based on whatever you need to see them for. Um, and they all have some pretty good kind of descriptions of like who they are, what they do, um, what they specialize in. And they have all their contact information there. So it's really nice like aggregate to be able to figure out kind of who to see and you can kind of jump around like from different counselors to see kind of which one fits best with you. But yeah, that, yeah. that that's one of those services that I think is, has been really helpful. Yeah. And I, and I think that that's a good point that you make about, um, you know, who, who is your therapist and the relationship you have with your therapist is really important. So hopefully you can find somebody that that works for you. Um, another option on campus is the Wolverine Support Network. Um, it's actually a student-led organization, and they have, it's, it's essentially, yeah, it's a support group. So you can go in with around like six to 10 people, and you just talk about, talk through your issues um, with, a, with a trained personnel, um, often another student um, who can kind of just be there to listen. You know, I, it, it the Wolverine Support Network, you know, maybe isn't a psychiatrist's office, but it is a good way to connect with others, as well as have a space where you can safely talk about things that you're facing and get advice um, and just have a listening ear. I mean, even just getting things off of your chest can be really, really helpful. And so you can become a member of the Wolverine Support Network and just kind of sign up for time slots and, you know, like RSVP for different, different sessions. Um, but there's also walk-in sessions. So if you go into onto their website, you can essentially just sign up or or just like show up to a time slot. They have walk-in options, and by walk-in, I mean virtually. <laughs> all right. of all of their programming is virtual at this moment, but um, but that's good because that means you can access it from anywhere, even if you're on campus or maybe you moved back home, like I did. Um, for this semester, you can you can kind of show up to these support groups from wherever you are. So that's that's another option. There's 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 really a lot of different things on campus that are going on, including projects. So for I was in cohort eight for Optimize last year, right? And my project was Mental Block Films, and essentially. My, my project partner who lives with bipolar disorder had pointed out that he felt like there really just wasn't a lot of authentic representation of his mental illness. Uh, either one, it's represented by white males in media, typically, like if you watch a movie about it, um, whereas he is um, a person of color. So he, he doesn't always feel like his, his perspective is reflected in a lot of media, as well as a lot of the time mental illness gets stigmatized through media or, um, or you know, sensationalized. 
um, exaggerated, misromanticized, even romanticized. Exactly. And so our project focused on creating media that's written by people with lived experience. So we are working on a couple of YouTube series uh, that will address different like misconceptions about mental illness. I'm working on a YouTube series where I'll break down what's going on in your brain with certain mental illnesses. And I'm kind of collaborating with some professors in psychology here at the university. And yeah, so, so that's something that my project is doing. You're welcome to follow us or reach out to me personally if you want to get involved in the project, help create content. If you have stories that you would like to share, um, one of our other, uh, another part of our project is that I've been interviewing people about their mental health and they've been kind of sharing their mental health stories. And so we've been sharing that on our social media pages, um, just as a way for people to talk about their stories, you know, um, and, and what their real story, you know, not the Hollywood story, right. um, not the nice, clean, tidy ending story. You know, these are ongoing stories, you know, we are all going to live with our mental health for our entire lives. So there's, there's a lot going on with the project. And if there's something there that you'd be interested in helping with or, um, or participating in, please feel free to reach out to me. Um, there's also a, a, a project in the social innovation challenge right now that I know is focusing on the mental health of people reentering society from prison. Um, so I'm really excited to see where that project goes and also just want to point out there that you, you can still come to optimize if you have new project ideas. Um, while the deadline has passed, it's kind of an, a rolling deadline. So you're welcome to join. You know, if you have a mental health project that you want to talk about, let me know. Yeah. Or even if you want to see if you can join onto existing projects, that option is exactly. always available too. And yeah, kind of just one of the things that I found really important kind of coming into U of M and just kind of like, as I've gotten older, kind of realizing that um, having good friends and a good support system around you is extremely important for um, not only your well-being, but also the well-being of people around you. Um, having those, like, of course, like you have different, I guess, relationships with different friends in your lives. Like, I know there's things that I couldn't go to every single one of my friends and, and talk to them about, but I do have those close friends that like, if something's really going on or something's really bothering me, or I'm really dealing with something, I can go to them and I can kind of talk to them and they can be there for me. But I think the most important thing that often gets kind of forgotten when you talk about support systems and having those good support systems is that you're also a part of that. Um, so what I mean by that is if you go to these friends and you, you know, you, you talk through your problems with them, you have to also be there for them too. Um, and now that doesn't mean like you don't want, you never want to get um, lost in someone else's problems, but I'm just saying, as far as being there to help them and give them advice and, and guide them through and letting them do the same for you is an extremely, extremely important relationship that I think everybody kind of needs, especially in this kind of phase of their life. And you're still figuring stuff out. You're still finding new experiences. You're still kind of putting the pieces on kind of who you're going to become together. But having that sort of dynamic where you're able to come to someone and have them come to you is extremely important. 
Definitely, completely agree. And, you know, this is a reminder too that you are not alone. You are also not your GPA. You're not your productivity. You are worthy of love and worthy of help, worthy of being here just because you're you. You know, if you, if you are struggling with your grades, that's really hard. And I hope that you can work that out, but know that that's not your worth. You know, your grades are not your worth. Um, how much work or how many projects you've got going on. And, you know, I think, I think we live right now, we've, <laughs> our, our society has always been very capitalistic, um, mm -hmm. you know, at least in, in recent history. And um, I, it's so, so easy to equate productivity with your self-worth. Um, I know I struggle with that. I struggle with perfectionism where I just feel like anything I make needs to be perfect. And if it's not, then I'm don't want to do it. And, yeah. um, and that's really like unnecessary pressure that I'm putting on myself while the world is also putting all this pressure. Of course. Um, and, and it can be, it, you know, it eats me up sometimes and I have to step away sometimes and say, Hey, it's okay to, <laughs> it's okay to kind of have mediocre results. Sometimes mm -hmm. it's okay to, you know, get a B on a test. I don't have to get an A on the test. It's going to be okay. Um, it's okay to, you know, to have things not always go exactly as, as you planned. And so don't beat yourself up. You know, I know it's easier said than done, trust me. Um, but don't be afraid to ask for help. There is support for you here on campus and, and in other places as well. Please reach out if you need support. If you're listening to this on YouTube, links to CAPS and FASCO and the Wolverine Support Network are in the description. So please, please go to those websites and uh, get the support that you need if you want it or share these resources with other people who you think maybe um, would benefit from having this support system. And I think at the end of the day, just be patient with yourself. Like I think a lot of us, because of kind of what we were saying before, but like the way that a lot of mental health is portrayed in media, it shows like a lot of this is like overnight, like a lot of overnight changes, a lot of like instant changes. Like if you don't see immediate results and I don't know, you're going to CAPS or going to like counseling or whatever you're going to or whatever you're doing, that doesn't mean that you're not doing something right. It just means that you're just going to take some time to be, be patient with yourself, allow yourself that flexibility to, um, to grow and to, and to, figure out what you need to figure out. Um, I think a lot of us really want to start to hammer ourselves in once we start to realize that like, oh, this isn't going as fast as I want it to. Right. But just be patient with yourself and everything's going to be good. Just like you said, reach out to um, any of these services on campus because there's people there that can, that not only want to help you, but also really can. Yeah, definitely. So let us know if there's anything you would like us to talk about. Um, I know mental health here is, is important to us, but there's also other options as well. So we appreciate you for listening. Thank you. The Amplify podcast is supported by Optimize, an organization here at U of M that empowers students to be creative in how we serve each other and our communities near and far. To learn more about Optimize programming, please visit OptimizeMI.org. If you have topics you would like to hear discussed, let us know at OptimizeMI.org at umich.edu.
Thanks and be well.